Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, I had a, a rare occasion today. I had breaking NBA news happen to me over the radio. Oh, that's weird. Over the, You know how long it's been since I've heard a breaking news over the radio? It just doesn't even... That doesn't even make sense anymore. Years on years on years, but yeah, I was I was with I was out doing some things today, and some things happened. I didn't have my phone. My phone was put up and everything. I was listening to the radio, and they were talking talking about Woj, and it was on 105.3, the fan, and they were talking about Woj, you know, going to ESPN, which pisses me off. But let's no, not. It's fine. Bullcrap. He's trading in his blue saber for his red saber. He went to the dark side. Anyway, anyway, I just want to know if he has a double-edged saber like Darth Maul. Have you ever... What? As a Christian man that I know you are, have you ever heard of flirt to convert? Never. So that's when you, like, date somebody to try to lead them, you know, to your religion? Oh my gosh! No, this, this is what Woj is doing. Woj is going to ESPN. He's going to be part of ESPN, and he's going to coax them back into actual journalistic like practices. And he's going to push for them to do more journalistic things. And he's not going to end up being like Fox Sports, where today of all days, where we had the Phil Jackson news and we had the Chris Paul trade on the front page of Fox Sports. Guess what it was? What poker? Chris Broussard talking about Levar Ball on Monday Night Raw. Mm. You're just like you're missing it, and then recently Fox Sports let go of all these writers, and so hold on, Nick. Nick, I gotta get off here. I gotta go to Fox Sports. I gotta go watch this. It might not be. It might not be still the front page. (laughs) I don't want to watch that crap. I would like to read something. I like to read. Which I'm a reader anyway. I mean, I read a lot of books, and so I like to read a lot. But so, so yeah Woj is going to convert ESPN back to journalism that's what he's going to do there's just something I enjoyed about the worldwide leader in sports being I don't know second place to Woj all these years but this is what Woj told us at, at sports business classroom last year at summer league we said someone asked him would you ever consider joining joining ESPN he said no so we pressed him and said what why like what's the deal with with you know ESPN. He literally grew up in Bristol. He went to Bristol Bristol High School. Like that's that's literally huh. where he's from. So it's sort of like a, you know, again we're doing you know religious things, but you can't be a prophet in your own hometown. Like you got to go out and find, got to yeah. go out and find your way somewhere else. But he uh, he said no. I want to beat them. I want to crush them. 
Exactly. And, and so he's maybe he's that. maybe he's doing it from the inside. Maybe he was like, "All right, I'm gonna go over there, but they're gonna need to get rid of all these guys. They're gonna need to get rid of Stein and Chad Ford, and they're gonna have to get rid of all these good guys." And Ethan Sherwood Strauss is gone. And <laughs> okay, okay. Now you're, you're giving it to me like that. Now I could now I could buy it and be excited about. <laughs> no, Woj is definitely bring, not like that. That is he's not bringing the ship down. That is definitely not who Woj is. <laughs> anyway, real quick, back to my story. I heard I was listening to the radio. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about Woj, and they said, well, now this is going to be his last Woj bomb. He said, as we're, you know, we're talking about the breaking news of today of Chris Paul being traded to Houston. And I was like, holy crap. So I literally like opened up my phone. Because <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> I have all these. And it's so funny because, you know, we our pod just came out this morning or Thursday morning. Oh, gosh. To where I just said 5%. 5% I give Chris Paul leaving Los Angeles. So I had all these texts from people. I had texts from my best friend here in Dallas that's from Houston, and it just said, Woj, and he's a diehard Rockets fan, so he's super <laughs> pumped and had a bunch of Twitter Twitter notifications and people texting me back home saying, what, what's going on? Like, And I was like, oh, my gosh, it really freaking happened. All, I, I, all I could do at work today was look at Twitter. I was just stuck to it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this hot take because that friend was over here Oops. a little bit ago. I, at, at my house and we were talking about it you know for me this is more surprising than durant going to golden state i don't know you want to say wow. it's a hot take or not i don't know about but, that uh, for me it is because i never saw this coming i, I never and I'll, I'll admit i mean i said on the pot like there's things that i that there's opinions i will form and i'll say okay this is an opinion of mine but i i could see it going a different direction this I never saw it going a different direction. I never saw it yeah. because just Los Angeles, the president of the Players Association, and thinking he's just going to get that cap that he fought for, and the he fit with Houston, to. and even like just him personally, like James Harden has this like party and lifestyle, you know, that's just who he is, and just how he like, I don't know, and just like his fit with, you know, we're not even talking about like defensively with James Harden and who's going to handle the ball. Like, it just none of it ever made sense. And I didn't think Chris Paul is that type of guy that's going to like he's entering into that. I don't know. He's in the prime of his career, but I guess you would say it's on the back end. Maybe, I guess. I yeah, like if, like he's, if, you're, if you're talking about a basketball career, as he's climbing a mountain. He's on the other side of the peak, but he's still up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I just I don't know. I just never I just didn't think he would leave. I never I never once gave it. A chance, and I still don't get it. I guess they're, you know, they're going to do something else too. But it's almost like Stockholm syndrome, where like all the now everybody's looking at the Warriors, and the Warriors are holding everyone hostage, and then all of a sudden you just like start teaming up with people you never expected before, and it's now it's like this weird prison break type situation where <laughs> you just start teaming up with people, and then you have Chris Paul now with you know James Harden, and what if you have like Kawhi with you know somebody else? I guess it was going to be Chris Paul, and now I don't know who they're gonna get probably nobody right i don't know i wouldn't discount pop but i don't know i saw somebody tweet today and i, I thought it was kind of funny it was one of the espn people shelburne or stone or somebody and Bobo. and they said you know golden state just has everyone so shook right now seriously like and you know i, I don't mind golden state you know i've said before i like them i like i think it's good for the league to be honest but i don't mind them one bit i don't hate them but it just, I don't know, it's kind of funny to me seeing these different stars and teams and 
I'm, it's funny for me because Dallas isn't like just dissecting their whole roster to try to like counter the Warriors. We're kind of at this like steady pace right now. We're like building and getting some young pieces, but still living on the glory of Dirk. And I don't know. It's, it just kind of feels like Dallas is doing their own thing. And like, I like what Dallas is doing. So, but it's kind of funny seeing everybody else scramble. If the Warriors make the league, makes the league do this. If the Warriors make the league freak out and start trading people all over the place and have all these moves and this craziness in the off season, then yes, the Warriors are amazing for the NBA. This is exactly what the NBA needs because I, I wrote a piece from Mavs Fanatic that the NBA doesn't need the playoffs to be good for the league to be good. You know, it, that's, it's straight up. The playoffs can be awful, which they were pretty bad this year. It was pretty clear who was going to win, and it went chalk. It just yeah, – there wasn't even really one upset that you could look at and be like, man, that was a great series. That was a great upset, not even in the, the earlier rounds. Maybe, like, the Bucks was kind of an upset. That was a fun thing that happened, but not really. And then – that's the definition the of fun is the is the definition of fun upsets because then that that's when we get into like is that what fun is because i still had fun even though i went chalk i still enjoyed it well that's because we're junkies we have a problem like <laughs> and, we, and well, yeah we, and we have an understanding that we look at all of them we see all the different storylines and like have an understanding but like a casual fan that doesn't obsess over the nba and spend like way too much time looking at nba and like and be like people that don't Google Christian Wood like regularly that I, like I did today <laughs> that are just look at it and say they look at the 2015 final the 2015 playoffs where we had what was it six game sevens in, in round one. It was insane. And, and some of them were upsets and some of them weren't. But for all of those to go game seven, I think we're, we're kind of upsets. And so you, you look at those and it's awesome. And the, the playoffs are really good. But then this year we just didn't really have any of that. Let, let me ask you this. Is, was there a series that you wanted to see that you didn't get? Like, take the records and the outcomes away. Like, was there a series? Because my, my thing is, if Cleveland or Golden State didn't make it to the finals, we would still be wondering, we we just didn't get it. You know, we didn't, we didn't but, get that matchup. But then we got it, and it was, it was kind of disappointing, right? Five games over with? I mean, I don't know about disappointing. Like, that's what we wanted. That's what everyone wanted. And then I okay, it lasted. It, but. Yeah, and then it lasted five games, and I mean, it is Golden it State is. said, "Yeah." But I'm just thinking from the casual fan perspective that I don't necessarily, I don't hold myself. I loved, I loved every minute of the finals. I thought it was awesome. I love seeing the two titans go up against each other. But I just think for a casual fan, they're not super into it, and had a lot of people tweet me that it's boring. But if that finals was boring, then this offseason is the opposite of that because it is awesome. Because the other news that we had today that we haven't even mentioned yet is Phil Jackson out as, as the New York Knicks president. And it's amazing. It's just, He has two more years left on his deal. $12, $12 million a year, right? Gosh. Yeah. $24 million owed to that man. And you have you as Mavericks fans, everyone listening right now, listen, listen to me. You have that man, that Zen master of a man to thank for Dennis Smith Jr. Because if Phil Jackson was not there, if they were not trying to run the triangle and shove a triangle down everybody's throat, then Dennis Smith Jr. would be on the Knicks or he'd be somewhere else because he'd be, you know, talked up by the Knicks so much <laughs> that they would, you know, fool the magic into taking it or something. I don't know, just something Knicksy would happen and it wouldn't wouldn't happen for the Mavericks. 
And we would be over here trying to figure out Nilakina's good and his injury. her forty numbers based off his Strasburg experience. Nah, I don't want to hate on Nilakina. I think he'll be a solid player. But yeah, that's that's what I tweeted today. That was I think that was the first thing I tweeted after the Phil thing happened. It was early this morning. I just said something. You know, wonder how Phil's replacement will feel about passing over Dennis Smith. And I feel like. Hopefully he feels really like, bad about it because Dennis Smith is awesome. Hopefully that's what he thinks. <laughs> Hopefully that's what happens. I don't know. Hey, Orlando might be feeling the same way when it's all said and done. When they throw Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon and Terrence Ross out there and Bismack Biombo all out there at the same time and they go, and Elford Payton, throw all five of those guys out in a lineup, they're just going to go, oh, crap, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> that lineup, oh, it's going to be awful. That's a That's a good defensive lineup, but – Nothing, yeah. else, nothing offensive out of that. So, all right. So, Phil Jackson, you have him to thank. If if only he could have done one more thing. If only he could have just sent Porzingis down here, then that would have just finished it off. That would have been – he would have done everything he could for the Mavericks, but no. So, But you at least have Dennis Smith Jr. to thank for him. One other thing that I've noticed over the last couple days that I've been talking about the Mavericks and the, the draft is before the draft, we were so split, especially you and I, we're so split on who we wanted – like it was Dennis Smith Jr., then it was Frank, and then it was Jonathan Isaac, and then it was Tatum. You know, it was like all over the place. Every day we talked about a new guy, and I don't know if Matt, if you guys listening thought about this as well. Like I don't know who I don't necessarily know who I want, but it changes every single day. <laughs> there's not like a set guy, and for some people there was like there was a set guy that they wanted, and you know a lot of people say that was Dennis Smith Jr. and it happened, but other people were saying Nilakina. Some people were, and is it Tilakina? I don't know. It's it's been back and forth. It's like Nowitzki Nowitzki. Tilakina, Nilakina. That's how they said it on the um, official NBA draft booklet. Nil- they said it was, yeah, it was the N was silent. But Tilakina? Yeah, Tilakina. Lacey, he's yeah. not on the team, so we don't have to figure out that until we play him. So, which will be Summer League. But hmm. where was I going with that? I can't even remember. Oh, the draft? The draft. You have your. So you, you don't know who you're going to pick, and then you choose your guy, and then all of a sudden he becomes our guy, right? Like you all of a sudden start defending Dennis Smith Jr. For, with all costs, and he's like your guy. Like you're attached to him at this point. <laughs> well, it, if we pick Markinen, I would have been doing the same thing. Like saying but, that Markinen's our guy, he's the next, like blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't I, – I wouldn't have said like that, that would have been my number one pick, but yeah. the optimist inside of me, I would be saying, okay, there's – I'm, and we've talked about this before. Other sites and other blogs and other podcasts, they can go and just downgrade it and be negative. That's just not who I want to be. I just want to be optimist and I want to talk big and I want to have fun with it and try to look at the best of things. All right. So how much bigger can we get than the Orlando Summer League roster? Let's get right into that. That's what we're getting yeah. into today. So we talked, squad. we talked about the uh, we talked about the Chris Paul trade. We talked about Phil Jackson. Those are the big news today. And now let's get into this summer league roster. So the roster came out today. It's on MavsFanatic.com. I'm sure it's on Smoking Cuban as well. Uh, I just don't write for that site, so I'm not going to promote it as much. But it's on <laughs> MavsFanatic.com. And uh, it's going to be coached by Mike Weiner, who is the special assistant to Rick Carlisle. He was hired in 2008. And he was out, he's out of Florida, where he was the graduate assistant and an assistant coach for none other than Billy Donovan. And he was on the team for the two national championships. And he was on he was working for the Mavericks when they won the championship. So he has two NCAA championships 
and an NBA title under his belt. And the guy's 32 years old. He's going to be head coaching this Orlando Summer League team. His assistant coaches are Bob McKinnon, who is the head coach of the Texas Legends, and Daryl Armstrong, who is the Mavericks assistant coach, the shorter one. And then there's Mark Gottfried, who was Dennis Smith Jr.'s coach at NC State, at least for a while. They got fired. <laughs> and then that, that stuck around. And then there was Frank Nilikina's coach that is nowhere to be found. So that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, the smoke, the smoke screens. All right, so I split this roster into three different sections. Uh, one of them is returning players, so players that we've seen before, whether that's on the Mavericks or whether we've seen them in free agents or in uh, summer league before. And then uh, experienced players, so guys that have been around the league, they've actually played NBA games, and then rookies, so guys that either were drafted this year and went undrafted or still have yet to play an NBA game. So let's start with the uh, the returning guys. A guy that we're both excited for, the uh, guy that played for the Mavericks last year, um, Mavericks Summer League, and then preseason, and then was sort of around during the NBA season, but not really, is Jameel Warney. He is uh, 23 years old. He played 44 games for the Legends last year, averaged 17 points, 8 rebounds, a steal, and a block, led the team in rebounding, the, at least the team that was there most of the season. He played 29 minutes, 58% from the field, uh, that was a pretty good season from him, you know, especially down in the D-League. Big men don't get the ball a lot. <laughs> Summer League and D-League are kind of the same where you see these ball-dominant guards just take over. And so good for Jamil Warney. I could see him getting some more, you know, preseason time and turning this into something big for him. I'm I, I'm huge on Warney. Warney was one of the first. So he may – he was part of training camp for Dallas this past year, which a couple of these names are, and we'll mention them. Yep. Um, which is kind of cool to see some of these guys that we saw in training camp uh, back at the start of last year, and then you chance. know they obviously didn't make the roster, and they went to uh, they went to the Legends and they spent the whole whole year basically in Frisco. But yeah, Warney. I mean, the biggest thing with Warney is he, you know, he's six eight, and people like to hold that against him, kind of like a smaller. Uh, smaller big man but he does have like a 7-1 wingspan and the dude's yeah, a okay. monster on, on the boards and that's what he uh that's just kind of what he does is you know rebounding is what he's known for but we saw i think he dropped like 30 32 or something in a game this past year in the in the d league or g league god we gotta switch that up. it was know. the d league last year so we can give you a pass until we see okay him. i'm actually gonna try to get him on the pod yeah I, that'd be I, sweet I want to try to get him on the pod. I was going to text him. Especially if uh, he's in or, Vegas. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, but we could we well, could make something like that well. happen. So, all right, well, should we break the news? What news? That we're taking the pod to Vegas. Possibly. Okay, still, po- still possible. Still possible we'll, that we'll take the pod to Vegas. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. We'll see, though. But no, we could we could call Warney up. Warney Warney was one of the first days I did an interview over the phone with him. So when he first came into training camp, I got connected with him, and we did a an interview over the phone. But maybe we could text him sometime and get him to call in. Is this the Dwight How- the Dwight Power replacement? Um, can we I ask that? Could, can we I, ask that about I, everybody? You can ask me, but you'll probably get the same answer every single time. <laughs> Anybody can. <laughs> Anybody can. But yeah, I like Warney. You know what you're going to get with, you know, for him. For him uh, I don't know. We'll see if it translates to another training camp invite. I think so. The uh, the next player is a player we know all too well in this podcast, 
And uh, apparently we've been pronouncing his name wrong, but Satnam Singh. His name is apparently Satnam, not Nam. So the Satnam shame that we do is not necessarily a rhyme because the A sound and the U sound. Satnam, Satnam shame and Satnam, sh- Satnam shame. Anyway, Satnam's back. He's uh, he's 21. If you didn't know, he uh, played 19 games for the Legends two years ago and eight games for the Legends last year. So not great. <laughs> we don't have to bring out any stats for him. That's not improvement. So he's going to be there. That's all I got. <laughs> he's going to be there. <laughs> the next player is a player we saw last year as a training camp invite for the Mavericks, Keith Hornsby. And his uh, is Keith Hornsby Gordon Hayward's little brother. What doesn't it just look like he <laughs> Gordon Hayward's little brother? Uh, he's jacked. He's twenty five years old. I didn't realize he was that old. Do you know his connection to Carlo? So no. so Keith Hornsby's dad is Bruce Hornsby, which yeah, is a fam- right. famous pianist. And Carlo likes to play the piano. And one time this Bruce is not Hornsby, what I thought you were going to say at all. Bruce Hornsby uh, had Carlisle at a concert one time. I had Carlisle come on stage, perform and all this stuff. They've been friends. They've been friends for a while. So, yeah. So Carlisle's like friends with Keith Hornsby's dad, who is a pianist, musician. And if that's why he's on the team, I don't know. But whatever. Well, he played 37 games for the Legends last year. He averaged four and a half points a game and 34% from three and only played 12 minutes a game. So 12 minutes a game is... Pretty much, you know, your dad got you on the team. <laughs> Tell to you, that's me. <laughs> the next player is uh, Brandon Ashley, who is 23 years old. He played seven preseason games for the Mavericks, not last year, but the year before. He was on Dallas's Orlando Summer League last year. He played a couple games for them, and then he played for Atlanta in Vegas. He played for the Hawks in Vegas, let me say that, instead of just two different cities. Uh, he played for the Legends 2015-16. He played 33 games. He was an all-star for the Legends two seasons ago. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block per game. He shot 45% from the field, 39% from 3, and 76% from the free throw line. And again, he was an all-star that year. So, guy's got some potential. Uh, this is a guy that is gets tweeted about every once in a while. Like, should the Mavericks take a, take a flyer on him? Should they check him out? And it's like a guy that just always seems to be around that, you know has like a lot of potential, but I don't know if he'll ever show it in the NBA. I tried to get excited for him in training camp last year, but then I watched him play. He also played for, uh, for Alba Berlin in 2015, 16. So played for Germany. And I have no idea what he did last year. I Googled him for longer than I should have. And he, uh, I have no idea what he did last year. He was on Twitter a lot. Let's just say that. I don't know. All right, let's move on to the experienced guys. Um, one guy that I maybe has played for the Mavericks. No, no, no. Okay. So this guy has not played for the Mavericks. Is Dwight Bikes. He's 28 years old. He played for the Raptors in 2013-14 and Lakers in 2014-15. And he only played a couple of games for each of them. But when he played for the Lakers, he averaged 8.5 points a game and 64% from the from three. So lighten it, <laughs> lighten it up, Dwight Bikes. This is a... He's a uh, he's basically Jonathan Gibson this year. Let's just put it like that. Twenty eight years hmm. old, Jonathan Gibson. Like this is, they're the same guy. So I don't know much about him, to be honest. Yeah. I just know he's six three, and so taller than Jonathan Gibson. But let let's just say this. What by my count, one, two, three, four, 
And then if you want to say five, Brandon Paul, that is five players that six, three on the roster for Orlando summer league team. So I don't know if who's going to run point guard or maybe it could be a future roster sign. Maybe that Dallas is like, Hey, we're going to bring in a bunch of these guys to our, our summer league team that are, they're all like six, three, six, four, because we really want to, we want to bring one of these guys to Vegas and possibly training camp. I don't know, but it's just, it felt like every guy I looked up and did any little bit of homework on, he was six, he was six, three. And I'm like, really? But yeah, I don't know too much about Dwight bikes. They're not all six, three. Six three six four. Jamie Smith, Keith Hornsby, Cat Barber, Bikes, Bikes. Paul, Brandon Paul. It's like four guys. It's well, fine. Paul's five. It's fine, but still, it's fine. They'll be all, just, they'll be all right. It's weird. It's weird. They have enough big guys. Sotnam seven two man. That makes up for everybody else. Sotnam is the tallest water boy ever. Another guy. This is another guy. Just like just like Brandon Ashley that seems to be around a lot. Is Christian Wood. He's twenty one years old. He played for. The 76ers for 17 games and the Hornets for 13 games the last couple seasons. So he's been in the NBA, he's been around, uh, and playing for the, the Summer League. I think this is his last year allowed to be in Summer League because I think you have to be, I think, three years in the NBA and you have to be out. Hmm. So, I actually like Christian Wood. I was I was all aboard his chain when he came out. Yeah, he's 6'11 forward from UNLV. Wow. I think he spent time with Houston for a little bit, and then he went to Philly. I don't know. He played for Philly and he played for Charlotte, but I don't know of like summer league and stuff like that. But those are in like actual NBA games. Another guy that played in the NBA is Luis Montero, 24 years old. Uh, he played for last year. He played for Portland summer league. He played for, he played in the preseason for Portland and for Miami. Then he played 36 games for Sioux falls and 13 games for the Reno Bighorns uh, in the D league. So jumped around the NBA and then the year before that, he was on Portland Summer League and played 12 games for Portland. So guy, another another guy that's been in the NBA, 6'7 guard for the Dominican Republic. Um, yeah, just a guy that's been around, and we'll see what we get from him. 24 years old. Yeah, we needed a body. So <laughs> We're so excited about these guys. All right, Jonathan Motley. We're, let's move on to the rookies, guys that haven't played in the league yet. Jonathan Motley, we've already talked about him. He's the uh, yes. He's a big guy from Baylor that we mentioned a lot. And then Ding Yin Yu Hong. That's how you pronounce the name. Is oh, a guy that's been that was written, close to mine yesterday. He's been written about enough, so you can go read. Do you guys have any articles about Ding on Smoking Cuban? No, because no, I, I try not to piggyback too much you know, off people's articles, especially if somebody, you know, if it's a big story, if, you know, whatever, Stein reports or something writes on it, we'll, you know, we'll post on it. And use him, you know, something like that. But Eddie did some, you know, good work yeah. on Ding. So yeah, I just tweeted Eddie. Eddie's Sefco, Dallas Morning News has already done some stuff on that. Uh, so you can go read about him. Uh, he's just the kind of backstory on him. He's a six seven forward from China. Uh, he's pretty interesting. He's a guy that can shoot the ball. He can drive to the rim. He can, you know, do a lot of stuff. Interesting to me. He just looks like the uh, the Chinese version of Nico Bursino. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Um, I think he, I think he drives a little bit more than Nico, Okay, but I mean, that's just, it's not like we're watching tape on it. I'm just watching YouTube videos. They are the exact same age too, because he was born in 93. So that means he is 24 about to turn 25. Maybe no, maybe he's about to turn 24 math. I don't know, but yeah, they're just about the same age too, which is kind of funny. And then there's cat Barber. He is the 
six one guard from NC State. Sound familiar? Um, mm. He played. He that dude played, got buckets. Played a couple games for uh, the Pelicans in summer league last year. Then played two games in the preseason for the Sixers last year. Then spent most of his time in the D league last year. 21 games for the 87ers in Delaware and 19 games in Greensboro. He had three seasons at NC State. In his final season, his junior year, he averaged 24 points a game for NC State. Yeah, in guy, the, in guy the can get ACC. ACC right there. He was like seventh, uh, seventh in the nation in scoring that year. I mean, I know that's a year or so out since he's uh, been in college, but, but you don't I, lose. You don't lose the the ability to get buckets. You just don't. You you can always get buckets. It just depends on what stage. <laughs> no, I mean he 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 was a uh, NC State's like main man back then. I remember. I mean that was like the only dude they they really they sucked really bad that year. His they real name won. is Anthony. So if anybody is like hears about Anthony Barber, that's who they're talking about. I don't care about Anthony. Cat it's cat. It's cat. Kitty. Kitty cat. It's like calling Yogi Kevin. That's just you just don't do that. <laughs> Two more guys. Uh, actually, three more guys. Uh, Ishmael Baco, he's 21 years old, 6'10 center from Belgium. He's 6'10, 210 pounds. And uh, I am like 220 pounds and 6'3. And so I understand carrying this weight, and it is not much. So <laughs> he's just a really slender guy. Played for He was the rookie of the year in Belgium last year, uh, and he went undrafted in this year's draft. So he's kind of an interesting guy, somebody to watch out for, and we'll see what we're going to get from him. Hey, he got some pre-draft love. He he had a lot of pre-draft workouts uh, heading into the draft. Well, Multiple didn't, teams didn't work, turn into anything. So work, yeah, yeah. I mean, Miley didn't either, but we st- we're still pretty pumped about Miley. So, and then Jamie or Jaime Smith, where, where are you going? Where are you going with this one? This one wasn't on the pronunciation uh, list. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with Jamie. It's J. Jaime's kind of cool too, though. J a i m e. So I'm not sure where we're going with that, but he's a six three guard from Alabama, Alabama Huntsville, not just Alabama. Yeah, uh, get that. He only played his he only played his junior and senior year at Alabama Huntsville. Not really sure what he did before that, and then he spent last year in Ukraine. He's 27 years old. Again, just a guy they brought on the team. Um, yeah, probably as a connection to Daryl Armstrong would be my guess. Alabama guys. Hmm. Shot in the awesome. dark. Shot in the dark with that one. Uh, we'll ask him. We'll ask him when we get there. And then uh, last guy on the list is Brandon Paul, six four guard from Illinois. He is twenty six years old. He's older than us, older than me. Um, so another guy they just kind of added him, and uh, nothing else on him. You? No, not not too much. I mean, he just kind of bounced around trying to find a. At home, so which is exactly what Orlando Summer League is. These are guys that have bounced around, and yeah, let me let me sum up Orlando Summer League for Mavs fans. A lot of these names you'll never see again. Some of these names you'll see on the Legends. It's pretty much a glorified tryout for maybe a couple spots on the Vegas team because this is like B squad. This is Dallas's B squad. They're sending to Orlando. Their A squad will be in Vegas. That's where we'll see Dennis Smith Jr. Yep. Uh, I would guaranteed from this team. I, I would say Motley would be in Vegas too. Yep. And Warning. then, uh, um, yeah, I'd probably say I think it just depends on. I think anybody outside of Motley on this roster, it would be you know who performs the best. But like, I mean, we know that that Corey Webster guy. He's 
you know, we talked to him the other day, so he's in Vegas. And then the Nico Hammonds, Finney Smith, maybe we don't know about him playing. That's like the Mavericks yeah. bench last year. <laughs> yeah, Yogi, is Yogi play. That you know, so sweet. like so, suddenly those roster spots are filling up. So a lot of times, I think we, I don't know, I'm trying to think of maybe it's Jonathan Gibson last year or somebody that does really well in the first one. You know, they get invited to go and play in the second one too. So that's pretty much what it is. There, Nick, do you have the, the air times of when the games are going to show in front of you? If not, it's no biggie. No, I don't. They're, they start January. This January. They start July 1st. Dear God. Uh, and they'll all be on Mavs.com, I think. Mavs. The, the Mavericks tweeted out a link. You can go to Mavs Twitter, and uh, they'll all be aired on there. So you can watch all of them on there. I saw that. Too. Or NBA TV. Or NBA TV. I'll be watching on, be on NBA TV. So the Orlando the Orlando Summer League is different because there's not a crowd at all, really. There's a small row of bleachers, and it's very, you know, it's a very small gym, and all you see is really like scouts and um, like coaches and stuff like that. So it's yeah. it's a weird it's a weird thing to watch, but it's fun. It's more basketball. I'm in for more basketball. That's me. Oh yeah, I mean, summer league's not going to be your for the casual Mavs fan out there. You know, the first game's on Saturday, so like the casual Mavs fans not going to plan their Saturday around their game. <laughs> and even if you do sit down to watch it, you're going to be kind of bored because you're probably not going to know some of these names. Um, but no, I mean, I'm going to watch. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be. Wa- I promise, we're going to be way more excited for Vegas. I'm going to actually have energy. I'll have more information. And I'll be. I'll be ready. I'll be ready for the Vegas pod. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, Dennis will be playing in Vegas. So I mean, that would be huge. I mean, Dennis, Dennis could very well go in there and average twenty-five to twenty-eight a game, and it wouldn't shock me one bit. And put on an absolute show, throw down some monster dunks, and he's going to and be the talk of summer league. And everybody's going to be like, "Why in the world did he slip to nine? Like he could he could make that happen really quick. Exactly, and that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about just seeing some of our bench guys go go back and play in summer league and see who ends up there and see who ends up not being on the summer league roster is going to be interesting. Like, what if Dorian Finney-Smith isn't on the summer league roster? Then you're like, oh, he's better than summer league, or like you know, depending on how that's kind of how Carlisle and how this team feels about him. You know, Yogi doesn't have to play for me. If he wants yeah, to same, set out, that's same fine. If he doesn't want to. Um, Finney Smith is borderline it, but if he set out, okay. It's the it's it's Nico and Hammonds. They they definitely got to get in there for sure. All right, you got. You want to talk? Else? You want to talk about Liggins real quick? Liggins traded after he seemed to be renounced. <laughs> there are sources saying he was going to be renounced, and then all of a sudden he got traded for. You know, cash considerations to the the Rockets for the Chris Paul thing. Well, here, here's the thing for people to to remember with this stuff. When people say when people report, like Tim McMahon, I mean, we'll just walk you through the steps. This is how it happens. You know, like Tim McMahon tweets out, say, "Hey, they're you know they pretty much tell him that they're not going to pick up his option." Well, nothing's official until it's official. We saw that with Chris Paul. Yep. I mean what was it last week that it said Chris Paul plans to opt out and that was all the storylines. He's going to opt out Blake Griffin, blah, 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 blah. Well, newsflash, he opted in this morning to get traded. Yeah. So it, it never happened. So until the, the, the franchise makes it official, like 
we got an email today, the press release for, for DeAndre Liggins getting traded. That was official. So until the team makes that call, <laughs> makes the transaction official, that's when it's done. So if people are getting confused saying, well, I thought Liggins, you know, I thought his option wasn't picked up. I didn't even think he was on the team anymore. How can he get traded? That's how it wasn't official yet. So. That's a good small lesson for us to learn because I thought he was gone. I, I, I really thought he was renounced. He wasn't at the Dirk Heroes game, which was sort of an indicator for me that said that he's going to be, you know, that he's out. And then all of a sudden I got the email this morning that he's traded. And nobody reported that before it happened. So it must have just happened quick. And then they threw together that email and sent it out because as soon as the email got sent to us from Mavs PR, that's when I started seeing people start tweeting it out. <laughs> we tweeted it just the same as everybody else. So I was yeah. like, man, can they trade somebody who's renounced their rights? Like they don't, <laughs> they don't even have rights to this guy. And then all of a sudden they're going to trade him. But you're right. It didn't happen. And we have to know, especially, gosh, especially as Mavs fans, you have to know that until something is official, it's not official. <laughs> till, yeah. till the player has signed on the line that is dotted, they're not on the just, team. Or, just, like, just like Yogi. I mean, unless I'm going through my brain, I'm forgetting. That's not official yet either, right? Yeah, we haven't. Because unless, unless there's an email that I'm like I'm running blank on my head right now. We got the the last press release email about Yogi was the second team all rookie. Yeah, that's, but yeah. So I mean that that's not official yet either. I mean he's he's been in form. I mean it's going to get picked up. We know that, but you know that's not official either. So the Chris Paul the, the Chris Paul situation is the is the prime reminder of that. Because that circulated the whole NBA of he's going to decline his option, him and Blake Griffin, blah, blah, blah. He never did. Like, nope. it was never official. So now there's a bunch of confused people, including my wife, because my wife, we're sent in my the kitchen wife. and she she's wanting to know how can he get traded and how was it his choice? He wanted to go to Houston. And so I had to explain everything again. So if you're one of those people. Your wife is way more interested in basketball than mine. She likes she likes trying to figure it out or figuring out why I talk about what I talk about. She must love you more than mine then. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Thanks so much for joining us on Locked On Mavs. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit. At, you can follow Isaac at Isaac Harris NBA. Keep tweeting us all your uh, Sodom shames. If you see guys tweet out bad free agent proposals. The, uh, I was looking at a guy today. Jonathan Simmons is somebody that we should definitely talk about because I, I could see the Mavericks throwing some money at him. Uh, I like that guy a lot. Not getting him, but I feel like that's a guy the Mavericks should throw money at. All right, thanks Macklemore. so much. Ben McElmore, his his rights were, were reported to be announced to, renounced today. So we'll see. Or his qualifying offer was not extended or something like that. So we'll see what happens with him. That's another guy. So we'll talk about that in the coming days. Free agency is, is looming, guys. We are, are so close. Today is the... 29th when you're listening to this so we got what two days yeah two days well a day yeah pretty much i mean friday at midnight yeah so we are we are on the countdown so uh yeah thanks so much for listening guys subscribe on itunes and keep rating reviewing send us your dorian your uh, dennis smith jr nicknames we appreciate it gosh peace out boom